Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast. We watch a different horror movie every single week. Except this time, it's only Friday the 13th, part 7. We have... This the, sh- what is wrong with you? Whoa. You are a menace. We've watched a different movie every single time. We've watched one of the, done the way these episodes. It's a different film. It's Friday the 13th. But it's not the same one. Right, that's why I said it's part seven. But the way you framed that made it sound like we've watched Friday the 13th part seven seven times now. Yes. We have not. We've been watching them in order. One, two, three, four, five, six, and now we're on seven. I can't believe we watched the same movie that many times. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I, I'm Ben. That's Bob over there. You fucked me up just then. And this is Boy of the Board. So we're just going to get into it because hopefully at this point you've been listening for six previous movies or you just skipped to part seven. No, can I, can I, can I, can I have an aside, please? Don't know why, but that's okay. Before we get into the movie, please. Yeah. Please. You, okay. you are given permission. Uh, permission? Yeah. I don't think I need permission. I think I could just do it if I wanted to. You're loud. <laughs> okay, sire. Speak. Anyway, <laughs> look, you may or may not have listened to a review of part six. And I'm going to be honest. Me specifically or this? The audience, okay. fucker. I was like, I, I have not. <laughs> you are a smarmy man today. You're smarming it up. I think I was a little harsh on that movie. Oh, have you changed your mind? I haven't changed my mind. Who who has made fun of you besides me? No one. I just, in retrospect, looking back at it, I go, yeah, maybe I was in just a really shitty mood when we watched that movie. No, you were 100% in a, in a very shitty mood when we watched that movie. Because like, I'm looking back on it and going, no, that was really funny. No, yeah, you were surprisingly in a very bad mood. Because I yeah. was like, wow, Bob, that was all the things you normally like. And you were like, no, nah, this was not funny. And I was like, not, okay. Yeah, it just, like, I don't know. I haven't edited that episode. I don't even know what it sounds like yet because we're recording these so close together. But it's just like... You were just a bundle of not trying. I was. It wasn't that I was not trying. I don't know why, but I no, just... No, like not trying to enjoy yourself. Like specifically going, I'm not going to have a good time watching this movie. No, it's not even that either because I was trying so hard to like enjoy myself, but I just could not and I don't know why. Just I Bob. Think I was just in a really shitty mood for some reason and I don't really know why. Well, at least you're a big enough kid to admit when you've made a mistake. But I will say, I think I gave it a good rating. I think the rating is how I feel about it. What'd you give it? Four. Oh. I think you gave it a higher rating than I did. I did. Yeah. That's fair. I just wanted to start the episode with that because, to be honest, I get why a lot of people think it's like their favorite Fire 13th film. Like a lot of people say it's their favorite. I get it. Oh, yeah. Totally understandable. I mean, I just, you know. I thought I should start with that before we watch whatever the shit show seven's about to be. Well, I mean, it's already it's already been too late. Like you've already been flamed up at this point. Oh yeah, I'm definitely on fire in the comments by now, but it's fine. The one person, yeah, the one person in our comments, probably my friend Brian. All right. Um. Well, we're doing Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. Yep. Uh, the New Blood. This one's called the New Blood. Yeah. I'm just gonna give you that. I knew one of these was called that. It came out in 1988. Okay. What was the last one? Eighty. 80- Six? 86, yeah. It's been two years. It's been two years. It's pretty long for one of these films. Yep. All right, description. <clears throat> Legally distinct telekinetic teenager. <laughs> it's this one! It's this one! This one's exciting. I thought I'd just tell you that because you already had that spoiled. Yeah, 
Fuck you, Hunter. You're going to hear this. Fuck you for spoiling that. That's all Bob knows about this movie. Yeah, that's all I know. But it is like just kind of a great thing to hear or to see for the first time and not expect it. Cause yeah. It's just like. It's ridiculous. What are the rules of this world now? Mm-hmm. For anyone who doesn't know, and I'm sorry if I just spoiled that for you guys, but you should know at this point. Um, this movie's got a legally distinct telekinetic teenager in it. Yeah. Totally not Carrie. Totally not. Totally not. Anyways, uh, length is an hour and 28 minutes long. Okay. It's rated R. Hell yeah. View scores. IMDb gave it a 5.2 out of 10. That's not bad. Tomato meter gave it a 35%. Okay. An audience score of a 37. All right. Look, those are low scores. Well, the first one's pretty okay, but the other two are, are low. But I expect to have a good time. Really? Yes. Okay. Doesn't have any wins for awards, but it did get four nominations. Okay. Uh, notable actors, uh, Terry Kaiser as Dr. Cruz. Uh, he played Bernie Lomax in Weekend at Bernie's. I haven't seen that movie. But you know what it's about, right? I know what it okay. is. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what it's about. Jennifer Bonko as young Tina. Uh, she played little girl in Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Ah, the third one. Lar Park Lincoln as Tina. Uh, she played Linda Fairgate from Knott's Landing. She was on 48 episodes from 87 to 91. Kevin Spiritus as Nick played Dr. Craig Wesley from Days of Our Lives. He was on 449 episodes from 1997 to 2022. Oh my God. Heidi Kozak Haddad as Sandra. She played Sally in Slumber Party Massacre 2. Ooh. And then finally, Jeff Bennett as Eddie. And he played... The man, the myth, the legend, just the pinnacle of massive muscular ladies' man, Johnny Bravo. Oh. From Johnny Bravo. Oh, he's Johnny Bravo. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's cool. I like Johnny Bravo. It's funny. Yeah. Good cartoon. The old hoo-ha-hoo. <laughs> that was a good Johnny Bravo impression. Um, so, you know, he was on all 67 episodes from 1997 to 2004. That's crazy. Yeah, I was surprised to see him. I was like, wait a second. That That's looks like a voice actor. Really cool, actually. <laughs> uh, director is John Carl Buechler. Do you know that name, Bob? No. You do. I'm sure I do. I always forget You're things. You're bad at placing things. He's also, he's, he's also directed Deep Freeze. He still hasn't directed a lot. Uh, he primarily worked in, like, makeup. Okay. And, like, special effects. Um, but he did do some acting on the side sometimes. Okay. Yeah, like, he had this one gag in one movie he was in where he drank pee. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Mm-hmm. What? Why are you looking at me like that? Oh! <laughs> Is this Jack Cracker? It's Jack Cracker. Oh, it's Jack Cracker from Hatchet. Yeah, he directed this movie. That's... Whoa! <laughs> from directing this movie to being Jack Cracker? What a leap. <laughs> I would say maybe it's an upgrade. That took you a concerningly long time to well, get. I didn't really... I, I'm just... Look, we record so fucking many of these. I can't retain everything, you some bitch. But the thing you got rid of was a man who... His one gag is he drinks his own urine and tries to give it to other people. That's not his only gag. He does other things, like look at weird porn on a video camera. That ain't right. That ain't <laughs> right. Okay, the writer is, there's two of them. Daryl Haney, uh, who also wrote Mockingbird, Don't Sing. 
and Manuel uh, Fidello, who did a short. That's like basically the only other thing he did, but it was a short called Michael versus Jason. Oh, okay. Which is Michael versus Jason. Cool, cool. The budget estimated at two point eight million. Oh, the we're box back office down. Return of nineteen point one, because these things just make money. These things just make money. It's not nearly as much as the other films, which are hitting around like thirty ish. No, this is not a tentpole feature for this. No company, but I mean, you made nine times your budget, so who cares? Yeah, almost ten. I mean, it's it's just like, well, I made a movie and it made money. Let's make money. Uh huh. That's awesome. Country of origin, United States, uh, also known as. So there's the fake working title, which this time is Birthday Bash. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Uh, and then there was two distinct enough uh, working titles to mention. Uh, Friday the 13th, Part 7, Jason's Destroyer. It's pretty good. And Friday the 13th, Part 7, Jason's Last Rites. Oh, both are good. Because, like, look, we have not had an antagonist for Jason besides Tommy Jarvis. Well, here's the thing. When those titles came about, this might have been a different movie. Oh, well, okay. Because I'm just going to tell you this right now. Basically, the whole the the whole story of how this movie came about with like, what is essentially legally distinct Carrie versus Jason? Yeah, is that the discussion of doing a Freddy versus Jason movie was in the works mm. and didn't work because Damn. they're they were owned by like rival companies mm-hmm. and terms couldn't be agreed upon to do that, and so after like scripts and stuff fell through. One of the writers, I think it was uh, Daryl Haney, was just like, well, you know how at the end of these movies there's usually, like, a final girl who, like, fights Jason? What if they had telekinetic powers? <laughs> so they were just, you know, basically Carrie. And they were like, wow. Well, if we can't get Freddy, Carrie's legally distinct enough. Yeah? She's just a girl with telekinetic powers. It's true. That it's we true. can use her without having to pay. Mm-hmm. And that that's how this movie was born. Man, I really wish we had gotten Freddy vs. Jason, but it was made during the 80s. It'd be um, crazy. I don't know. Might have been bad. Couldn't have been worse than the one that came out in 2003 or whatever. Bob, do you even remember that one? Yes. Do you, though? Yes. Like, how well? Fairly well. Okay. Do I'm you not saying. like it? No, it's fine. It's fun. Okay. It's It's fine. It was just you made a very strong statement of a movie they made in the 80s couldn't have been worse than the 2003 one. And I was like, wow, you must really hate the 2003 one. No, I like that movie, but there's something about the idea of doing it in the prime of these slashers that would, like, entices me more, I guess. It definitely could have been worse if it came out in the 80s. It it definitely could have been worse, but I don't think it would have been. And also, their, their, their prime is... Has sailed at this point. No, we're still hitting it, baby. We're only six movies in. There's twelve, mm. or seven movies in. There's twelve of these fuckers. I don't know. I think Freddy was still doing pretty decent, but um, Jason's kind of. Well, there are also a lot in. less nightmare films. There's only like seven or eight. I might be. I'm probably like way wrong to be honest. I'm just guessing. But there are twelve of these. Nine. Yeah, so there's three less of those, which means they're probably more spread out. I guess. I don't know. I just feel like there's more of a chance that he could have stayed in his prime longer due to the fact that there were less films. 
Either way, the tagline is on Friday the 13th. Jason is back, but this time someone's waiting. Oh, I'm excited to see some Jason on legally distinct telekinetic girl violence. Well, no, it's telekinetic teenager. I'm sorry. You got to get it right. Okay. So it's it's legally distinct telekinetic teenager. Are you like pushing that to be the name of the episode or something? No, but I want to make sure you get it right that it is telekinetic teenager because they you will find descriptions of this movie online as listing it as oh there's a telekinetic teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's very funny. No, that is funny. All right. Um well, we're going to go watch the movie. Okay. We'll uh, see you guys in a minute. All right, we're back from the movie. Bob, what you think? Okay. Yeah, there are. Uh, this is a mixed bag for me. Yeah, there's some high points of this movie, mm-hmm. and there's also some really low points. Yeah, and that's just like I think the feel of it overall. Mm-hmm. I will say I think it's probably the first film in the series where you really start to go, "Wow, I'm just here for the kills now." Mm. Not the kills, but I'm just here for Jason. Jason is now the star. It's Jason yeah. time. Basically. Okay. Uh, on that note, though, I think we're just going to hop right into our usual stick. I'm going to give the description. Uh, spoilers from here on out. But we'll give you the big spoiler warning when it's that time. As we said, this is, you know, Jason versus non-copyright infringement telekinetic teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, distinctive enough. Very. In fact, you might even say it's a legally distinct telekinetic teenager. Um, but her name's Tina Shepard, and when she was a kid, she got really mad at her dad because he was abusive. Yeah. And so she murdered him. On accident. With te- Well, she, she says, didn't... I want you to die, and her telekinetic powers kill him. So Yeah, but she's a kid. I know, but not technically an accident. It was. I don't think she actually wanted him to die. She said it. She was being hyperbolic in a time of uh, stress. Uh, hyperbolic's hyperbolic. I, I'm just saying, from the way she acts later in the film, she definitely didn't actually want to kill her dad. Well, maybe she regrets it afterwards, but in the moment, you know? In any, in any case, she kills her dad when she's like 10, and seven years later... She's, like, spent her whole time in the hospital, kind of a Tommy Jarvis situation. Mm. By hospital, I mean, like, mental hospital, being looked after by her mom. And uh, she has, like, I think a a sign doctor who's Dr. Cruz. Um, But Dr. Cruz has decided to take her back to the home on Crystal Lake because it's, you know, there's there's many things on Crystal Lake. Mm -hmm. um, But the home on Crystal Lake where this traumatic event happened to, like, kind of do exposure therapy to make her feel better. At least that's, like, what he tells the mom and Tina. But it just so happens, just so happens, weirdly enough, that there happens to be a floating Jason body in the water. Yeah. Just where he was left in part six. Mm-hmm. And I just want to put this out here. The geography of Camp Crystal Lake is so bizarre. There's so many, like, summer homes on <laughs> it and camps. They're everywhere. But this one's really weird because Jason's still chained to the bottom of the lake with a big boulder Mm -hmm. and so assumedly the boulder drifted because it is now no longer near a summer camp and is now near a home a home a haunted house mayhaps however 
it does remain in that spot for seven years in between the cold open for this film when her dad dies, Tina's dad, and when he inevitably gets freed of his watery crypt. Yeah. Which means there's very little drift in this lake. So, not sure how much time passed between six and seven. No. Well, hold on. No, between like the beginning of six and the beginning of the end of six and the beginning of seven. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's unclear because... With with the fact that Jason's body stayed in the same place at the bottom of the, the lake mm-hmm. for seven years seems to imply he doesn't drift around. And yeah. so basically the summer camp disappeared and a whole home uh, became erected and looks old as shit even in the cold open. Yeah. I, anyways, I just want to mention that there. Uh, we'll mention that other thing later. Uh, but While we're on the timeline, shenanigans, do you want to let the audience know where this falls? What year what current time is in the movie? Well, I, I mean, I can. <laughs> Do you not care? Well, no, I just, I literally just explicitly said I'll mention that later. Oh, I didn't know that's what you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. But I guess I'll do it now. No, you can, you can no, mention it later. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I didn't know it's that's totally what you were talking fine. about. It's totally fine. Um, yeah, so this is actually the furthest movie along in the timeline from when it's set. The last film ended in 1991. Even though it's filmed in, what, 1986? Yeah, 1986. So that whole five years later kind of gap thing it's been doing for, like, the whole series. But assuming that there's no time jump between part six and part seven that we don't get to see, Mm -hmm. the majority of this film takes place seven years following the end of uh, part six. So it's in 1998, which is... Ten years after this, when this film was filmed. Yeah. I don't know who... This is shenanigans. It's not on purpose. It's just like you put in time skips in your movies because they make sense to be in there. Mm-hmm. But that becomes an issue. When there are a lot of movies. When you very clearly established a set time period for like a very early film. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, moving on from that, Jason gets freed and he starts killing people. And Tina's freaking out the whole time. Because she keeps getting visions. Yeah. that That's the whole m- film right yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, really. All right. So I, I think we can just get straight into the descri- the discussion of this film. And, you know, right off the bat, what I, what I want to say is the best part of this film are the effects and Jason himself. Mm-hmm. Everything that isn't those two things, like effects, uh, specifically like, the psychic effects mm-hmm. because we don't really get to see many of the kills because they were cut so heavily. Oh my god, it sucks. Or just like Jason being Jason. Yeah. Because he's very well framed in this movie. In fact, I'd go so far as to say he's framed as the main character from like a directorial standpoint. In he a is, lot of really. Scenes, uh, which is not something that we've really seen before, but I love it. And all that's great. But everything that isn't those two things kind of blows. Yeah, most of it. Basically, all the characters, even Tina, even though I like her because she's <laughs> a telekinetic teenager, is just kind of rough. And it, I think it comes down to not great dialogue mm-hmm. in this script. God, some of these lines are so fucking bad. What was that line? Neanderthal hunter gatherer hungry or something fucking stupid like that? Well, my favorite was, oh, what was it? Uh, it was fucking the guy who was, like, stoned all the time. He was yeah. dancing with her. What did he say? It was really stupid. Oh, my God. 
you know what I like about you so much? You don't sweat at all. Want to get high? Like, who wrote that? Yeah, basically, my main issue with this film is there's a lot of, like, background characters and stuff. I didn't mention any of them because a lot of them aren't worth mentioning. No. Even Ben in this film isn't really worth mentioning, even though I usually do that as a joke. Yeah. They're they're all, like, two-dimensional and are basically there just to be bodies mm-hmm. or get later naked. in the film. Which, I mean, I get. We're at that point in the franchise where it doesn't really matter. But their dialogue is so bad that basically every time that it's just characterization moments, I am so bored. Ben does this thing when we record where whenever he's not having fun with a movie or doesn't like it, he'll literally lean away from his mic and just like look at the TV so forlornly. It's he's, mostly so I can put my hand on my head. Yeah, well, because he's like bored as shit. He just like doesn't give a shit. He's doing that this whole movie. But I think I I don't want to like attack anyone specific here. But something I also had a problem with uh, with these actors across the board is just like bad line delivery Mm -hmm. and so i i don't want to just go and say like all these actors are bad actors yeah because that feels a just mean but also there's no way we could get that many bad actors yeah exactly there's no way there's like probably 10 15 people in this movie i mean you can but not for a film that is just like the worst casting imaginable though right like there's no way all those people are bad actors and got through the casting process like that so I imagine it's more so along the lines of it's hard to put emotion into this dialogue and stuff. I mean, it's really and, bad at some point. You know, points. normally I would say, oh, well, maybe it's a problem with the director, like not doing like good. Um, Giving good direction. Right. Except I think the director did a good job. No, overall. Every, yeah, everything else like directorial wise, even if that was a problem, was really good. Like lighting was great. I could actually see everything for mm-hmm. once. A lot of the framing of the shots was really good. Some of the musical cues were really well set up. Good transitions. Overall, that was great. And, and again, I think my biggest problem with this film is line delivery and characterization for all these background characters because all their scenes didn't care. Yep. Yeah, do you have anything else to say before we get into discussing Jason? Because that's a really big uh, thing. We can talk film. about some of the, like, well, you kind of mentioned it, but, like, all of the extra stuff, like the effects, there are some really, really f- cool stunts in this film. Or, like, special effects stuff that's really good. But at first, and I guess this is maybe a spoiler, some of the early, like, psychokinetic stuff is a little rough, but I think it gets a lot better throughout the film. Well, it just raises an intensity. Yeah. Because it gets more blatant. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Carrie, I mean Tina, is <laughs> basically one of those psychic teenagers that's uh, legally distinct, uh, but has that same thing where it's like, her psychic abilities are linked to her emotional state, and the more like stressed out she is, is, yeah, the bigger the things she can do are. Okay, nothing else really. Not unless I want to get specific, but I don't okay. know how specific we want to get. I think I want to talk about the Jason actor. Sure, and very specifically Jason in this film. I think a lot of what I want to talk about is going to be in the spoiler section because I'm gonna talk about very specific things okay so i think we're gonna have that discussion there sure however uh we can do the guess who the jason actor is here if you want oh yeah i need to guess kane Hodder. yeah i knew it we didn't know it no but like i knew it no you didn't i heard you go multiple times in the movie who is this 
I figured it out by the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Sure you did. No, I'm serious. Sure. No, I'm I'm being gentle. Like, by the end of the film, I went, oh, it's Kane Hodder. Yeah, it's Kane Hodder. That's awesome. I love it. He's so good. Okay, well, we're going to go to the spoiler section. Hello, everybody. This is Future Bob coming at you to let you know that if you do not want any major spoilers for this movie, please skip to 35 minutes and 57 seconds immediately. Once again, that's 35 minutes and 57 seconds immediately for no major spoilers. All right, so right off the bat, Jason looks great. Jason looks so fucking cool in this movie. They basically took the zombie Jason from the last film, which was basically shriveled corpse, Mm -hmm. and were like, well, he's been soaking in the water for a bit, so let's say like a bunch of his flesh is rotting off. So he's bony boy. He's bony. And I think the best part of it is very specifically like his back. You Mm -hmm. can see his spine and stuff. And they do a really good job of framing his like back in a lot of shots, so you get to see it a lot, and it just looks so cool every time. Mm-hmm. But also his like head, like part of his head is just skull, mm-hmm. and there's a chip like near the um the right side of his mouth. Yeah, like by the cheek, and you can see like his molars. I don't know if you saw, but you can actually see some of his like kneecaps and his leg. Yeah, bones and then they out. just have bones sticking out wherever. Like there's some in his fingers and his kneecaps and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He just looks really, really great. He reminds me very much of Tarman from Return. Yes. Very good. Fantastic. Less Tari. But Less it's Tari. that same level of like, oh, there's some bones sticking out of this mm-hmm. rotten flesh. So I just want to say right off the bat, probably my favorite look for Jason so far. Yeah, no, and it's really good. We do see him without his mask, and it's probably the least stupid looking one so oh, far. Oh, he looks so fucking cool. Because he just looks intimidating. Very much reminds me of Victor Crowley. Yep. It's Which almost is like it's the same... I, I literally saw it when I wanted to say it in the non-spoiler section, but when the mask came off, I went, oh, it's getting hotter. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, got him. All right. But the big thing I want to mention here is just how much of a trooper Kane Hodder was for this film. And that's, I think, really what makes his uh, role as Jason go so hard. Mm-hmm. He did so much shit for this movie that I I pointed one out during the movie. And Bob was, Bob was like, eh. Well, because, like, movie stunt. You know what I mean? Like, it's yes, cool. But, no, Kane Hodder does some exceedingly dangerous stunts in this movie. And yeah. I, I think it's, I have to mention them because I don't think Bob realizes how unsafe some of these things he does are. Well, one of them, I def- I definitely understand how unsafe that one is. One of them, uh, they dump a, well, not dump, they drop a whole, like, front porch, front porch, like, patio on him. Yeah. They actually did that. I, wait, what? That well, hold on. Did you not realize that when I said they dropped a porch on a guy? They they can't have they you can't just drop a porch on somebody like that. They did. How is he okay? Can't hotter. What does that mean? It means, I mean like I, it means it's can't hotter. But what you I assume I was that, wondering why you didn't react during the movie. Did you think it was like not real? I assume they faked it like he wasn't actually under there. No, no, they dropped that on him. They dropped uh, the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, that that makes sense why you didn't do anything. I was kind of surprised. You were like, okay, it's movie. But yeah, that's what I thought. I was <laughs> like, oh, it's a movie. He's not actually down there. They just dropped it. And no, they dropped a porch on him. That's why it looks like they dropped a porch on him. Because they dropped a porch on him. they dropped a porch on him. I can't believe that. Like I said, Trooper. Next one. At one point, he falls through some stairs. It looks really cool, right? Oh, hell I've yeah. I've heard him talk about that stunt before. Only so many of those stairs were made as breakaway stairs. Oh, no. His head 
came about this close to a non-breakaway stare, and he almost broke his neck while filming that scene. Oh, that's a good scene, too. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, he had to fall down into a pit. Yeah. Um. So that also sucks. But best stunt for this whole movie. Although, before I get to that, I will mention the underwater scenes. He's underwater, and he's in this big suit, and they have to, like, chain him down to the ground. That's not a dummy? No, that's him in a lot of the scenes. The ones where he moves and stuff. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's him. Actually, I think this happened for the last film, too. But basically, every time you're underwater in those suits, and I, I know it's especially the case for this film, they had to chain him down to the bottom of, like, a pool. So he didn't float. So he didn't float. Yeah. He's in this big rubber suit, and they were basically like, hold your breath while we're filming. And then someone's going to come down with oxygen. They're going to give you oxygen, and then they're going to swim away so we can keep filming. That's crazy. Don't drown. So that's very funny. But the most interesting stunt in here, uh, and I, I, it's probably one of the most famous stunts in this whole film. So there's a burn scene. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty cruel. fucking sick. Uh, especially because like the burn suit in it looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like Jason. Which is not necessarily super common when you're doing burn stunts. Yeah. A lot of the time you'll switch out for like an actual burn suit. So this one's really nice. And it's very famous because for a long time it was the longest on-screen burn stunt. Oh my god. Uh, it was a 45 second burn. God I think damn. 45 seconds. 40, 45. It was something like that. Which was like the longest continuous burn ever for like years. Do you know what beat it out? No, not off the top of my head. Okay. I can look it up if you want, but it would take a minute. No, nah, I was just curious. But I think that's also really interesting because if you don't know this about Kane Hodder, he has, like, burn scars all over his body. Mm-hmm. Because before even doing this stunt, he had demonstrated a burn stunt for, like, a paper and got third-degree burns everywhere Yeah, uh, when his suit, like, failed. So the fact that he had that big traumatic event that almost killed him and then went on to do, like, one of the longest burn stunts ever is... Super rad. Pretty rad. And I, I think it goes to show just how willing he was to give this character his all. Mm-hmm. Man. And I, I think it's what makes him probably one of the better Jasons. He's so good at Jason. He's so best. good. He's, I think, probably my favorite. Some of the other ones do very unique Jasons. Mm-hmm. But I, I have to say, I think the Kane Hodder one's probably my favorite. He's just so... He's so big and so intimidating, and he's so good at doing the thing that Jason does the best. He's also undead Jason, which is its own benefit. Yeah. Because he doesn't behave like a real person anymore. Mm-hmm. He just kind of is. Yeah. And I, I will say it's it's always this very disappointing moment, though, that Kane Hodder came to the series so late. Oh, man. And, well, I think he does a great job in this film. This is objectively not a great movie. No. And, and that's so what it sucks. sucks to see such a great portrayal in a lackluster film Mm -hmm. all right aside from that i think the only thing that we really need to talk about in this spoiler section is the ending which is just straight up beans well i was gonna say carrie versus jason well there's that okay so yeah while we're on this which is like what you want the whole film yeah and it's only the last like what 20 minutes Mm, well it's down to carrie and jason for the last 20 minutes yeah Uh, tina and jason i'm sorry but, like, probably the last maybe ten minutes, but probably five minutes, is, like, actually Tina fighting Jason with psychic powers. Yeah, but... Uh, I'd say ten minutes. Yeah, but there's some cool stuff before we get to this point. And that's all cool. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it 
slowly escalates with cooler and cooler stunts. Yeah. It's all really rad. It's all fucking sick. And they even have this sick-ass house explosion. Oh, my God, it's awesome. I don't know why this house exploded. I don't either. Doesn't make sense, I don't think. And I also don't care, because it was awesome. It was super cool. Um, And they set up the movie like it's going to end there. And then the stinky end happens. Yeah. Which is basically Jason somehow survived this big house explosion. But so he's a little burnt now. He looks fucking cool looks still. Still cool too. He looks all burnt and crispy. And to take him out for good, Tina uses her psychic abilities to temporarily resurrect her dead dad who assumedly had his body still in the lake. For some reason, where like he they drowned, recover it for some reason, and so he pops out of the water, grabs Jason, and drags him down to the ground, assumedly to chain him down there once more. Yep, dumb. It's dumb. It's kind of stinker. It's dumb. The dad just looks like how he, he did when he died. He looks like he has some mud on his face, but slimy. Yeah. The only assumption I could have there, because I don't know the specifics, is either this film, like this scene, was filmed very early on, like right after. <laughs> doing the previous scene. Oh, yeah. Or, so, like, there was no continuity stuff of, like, oh, he's rotten. Mm-hmm. Or, instead of it being a body that's, like, resurrected, it's a ghost. Which, I could buy ghost more, because she has psychic powers. But it, I don't know. At least the dead body being resurrected kind of lines up with her resurrecting Jason, <sighs> as she did. Yeah, but she didn't resurrect him, she just released him. He was alive down there. Same deal. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, it doesn't. And, and I don't it's like it. Also, so lackluster compared to the giant house explosion. Yep. I think I would have just preferred, oh, Jason was in the house when it exploded, and that's it. Who knows what happened? Yeah. But also, like, I also would have just preferred if she just pulled the chain up from the boulder and dragged his ass back down the way he was before. Because clearly she understands that, like, he was chained to the bottom of the lake before because she freed him. I mean, I don't know if she understood that, because you know she was trying to bring back her dad when she did it. Right? Yeah, but she had, like, psychically felt around down there and been like, oh, a body. Yeah, but I don't think she f- was like, oh, a body chained up. I think she went, I sense a presence down there. Yeah. Let me just shoot my powers at it. I don't think she has a lot of control. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think it would have been better if we just saw the chain come up and, like, stop motion and wrap around him and then drag, drag him in. Drag him in? Sick. Completely Sick. fine. Yeah, that's all. that's all I have to say here. Um, I have one thing because oh, okay. we haven't talked about it. It's before they like get to the end of the house fight and everything. Uh, there's this really awesome scene when they first face off and they're looking at each other. You don't know what's gonna happen, and they use she uses like a tree by nearby to like grab it and grab Jason, throw him in a puddle of water, and then pull a fucking power line down into the puddle with him. And they do pinned laser arrays. It looks really nice. He gets electrocuted. It's sick. Okay, I just wanted to mention it because like we were talking about effects and stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, like we said, I think most of the effects in this film are pretty decent. We haven't really talked about the kills, which is because they're cut to shit. I don't even want to talk about them. I'm just going to be honest. I don't think we can. They're cut down so much, you I don't was, see anything. I wanted to at least mention that Jason gets really creative with his weapons in this movie. Oh, yeah. There's one that's super stupid, but I love it. There's one that's super... I want to talk about that one at least. There's a really... Nah, just leave it. Just leave it? Just leave it. It's so good, though. Yeah, but... You didn't watch the movie. Fuck you. You don't get the... No. Bruh. Exactly. Oh, my God. Well, they're going to hear it in the outtakes anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to go back to the regular section so we can do recommendations and everything. 
Oh, we're back. All right, Bob, go ahead and give your recommendation. If you want to see Jason fight a legally distinct psychic teenager, it's it's pretty good for that. It happens. It's pretty cool. If you want a movie with almost as many sex scenes as it has normal scenes, it's pretty good for that. We haven't talked about that. There are people banging all over this movie. I think their their characters bang more than they do have actual dialogue. It's ridiculous. If you want a movie with a really, really sick Jason, he looks so cool, and he's so awesome. Kane Hodder. You know. Kane Hodder. Fan of Kane Hodder. That's another one that goes on that. Uh, if you're watching all the Friday 13 films in order, and you watch six and went, man, what a what a wrapped up ending, and you thought it couldn't keep going, it keeps going. So there's another one to watch. Fair enough. If you want cool stunts and effects, like special effects for like all the um, psychic powers and stuff, and also some egregious stunts from Kane Hodder, good for that. I have no more. Okay, I guess it's my turn. Do I see a Friday the Thirteenth movie? It's the seventh one. You guys are almost there. Only five more. Only five. Five more. We have to record five more. Outside of that, if you want to see Kane Hodder playing Jason, this is him. If you want to see a sick zombie Jason, this is a sick zombie Jason. But, I mean, I think the the big one here is practical effects. They're good when we get to see them. Yeah, man. The kills are super cut down, but if you got a Blu-ray, you can go watch it. I got to buy the Blu-ray for this one, dude. I have to. But even more so than that, I think the real appeal of this film is if you ever wondered what it'd be like to have Carrie fight Jason, Yeah, that's really what this film is supposed to be. I know it's not technically, and to be honest, they don't lean into the whole like psychic teenager versus unkillable zombie man as much as they should. As much as you would if this was a Carrie versus Jason film. Yeah. But the taste of it you do get throughout is pretty decent and it's a lot of fun if you're ever looking forward to like a a horror icon beat em up that isn't mm-hmm. just like Freddy versus Jason. This is it. On that note, go give it a rating, Bob. Okay, look. There are lots of like I said before, mixed bag, okay? So there are lots of things in this film that I like. There are lots of things in this film that I fucking despise. So I'm I'm sitting in a weird spot where I I could rate it fairly decent or I could give it a doo-doo rating. So I think I'm going to sit somewhere in the middle. Two and a half. Okay. Because, like we said, Kane Hodder's fucking sick as Jason. Jason's so good in this film. He looks so awesome. All of the special effects, all the psychic powers are really cool. All the special effects in general, like for the practicals that we do get to see, are really good. The kills are creative. They're fun. But all the dialogue is so bad sometimes. The line delivery is bad, and it just sucks because a lot of this film isn't all that stuff I just mentioned. It's a lot of characters talking to each other, and you don't care because they're not delivering lines well, and the lines are not written well. So you just... It's boring. Like, there is a solid 40 minutes of this movie where nothing happens, and you're just bored out of your dome. And that's not fun. So, two and a half. I can't even give it a three because a three would mean that at least these characters were palatable and I could have like withstood the dumb dialogue but they're just I just can't fair enough I however am going to be a little nicer that I'm going to give it a three and I think that's because well I I agree with Bob that a lot of the character stuff that makes up a, a huge chunk of this film is basically unbearable all the like Jason stuff and the effects 
at least makes the film watchable. And at the end of the day, what you really are here for is, A, Jason being Jason, which the film delivers on. He's sick. But also just a legally distinct telekinetic teenager fighting Jason. And while you don't get as much of that as you'd want, you do get that in its entirety. And so, at the end of the day, while I really, really don't like parts of this movie, and it's one of those films where I'm not, like, going to be rewatching a lot. I would rewatch maybe the last, like, 20 minutes. Exactly. I do think it just set out and achieved what it was supposed to do. It just wasn't a high bar. <laughs> Fair. So, uh, that's, I think, three. <sighs> yeah. Man, I was, I'm, I'm really sad. I, I expected, like, oh, this is one of those ones where I wanted it to be so much better than it was. Yeah. Because it's such a cool concept. Just lacking execution. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it, it executes on the concept pretty well. It's exactly. just the other, it's just the other parts. Okay. Well, on that note, we're going to go to the outtakes. We'll be back in a second. Yeah. We'll uh, see you guys in a minute. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our viewer fire 13 part 7 so far. I don't really like this film, but it has some really cool stunts. But if you do not want any major spoilers from this outtake section, please skip to 44 minutes and 18 seconds immediately. This first clip is our reaction to Dr. Cruz being really shitty and trying to make sure that Tina shows off her psychic powers. Did that motherfucker remove that from the wall so that she looked like she... He's like gaslighting her! This motherfucker is gaslighting her into psychic powers! That's fucked up! This next clip is Ben making a stupid joke and it actually being funny for once. There's a bunch of mud on the ground. What Someone happened? spilled chocolate sauce everywhere. I can't tell if that's supposed to be mud or blood. Goddamn kids. <laughs> Goddamn kids spilling chocolate sauce on the ground! This next clip is our reaction to Dr. Cruz continuing to prove that he is the absolute worst shitbag in this movie. Human shield! Oh my god! He fucking sucks so much! He literally just got our fucking mom killed! What the fuck is wrong with him? This next clip is our reaction to Dr. Cruz finally getting what he fucking deserves. Oh come on, Dr. Cruz. Prepare to die. At least give this guy a satisfying, horrific death, please, for the love of God. What could that be? Is that a fucking chainsaw? Is that? It's a fucking weed whacker! No, it's not. What the fuck? Is that a bandsaw on, like, a... It's a bandsaw on a weed whacker. <laughs> it's a fucking saw on a weed whacker. A... Michael's getting... Michael. Jesus Christ. I'm thinking of the character. He's just using power tools. He... Jason's really getting creative. This next clip is our reaction to Tina using her psychic powers creatively to try and deal with Jason. Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. <laughs> Gets taught, just toss him into the mud. The disrespect. Oh, my. Oh, electrical pole. Into the water. This bitch is a maniac. She's going to fry his ass. Oh, are those painted laser arrays, Ben? Yeah. They're pretty cool. This next clip is our reaction to Jason's face reveal in this film. Oh, 
Oh! Oh, shit! The face reveal is so good! Oh! That's so awesome! Holy shit! Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. Do we have any announcements? Ben, part eight is coming out. It's Wednesday, right? I don't know. Bob should know. He's just not saying anything. I'm trying to figure it out in my head. It's Wednesday. Because it's Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. Wednesday. I wasn't needing you to count that out. I was just, I couldn't remember if it was a Wednesday or a Monday release. I couldn't either. I had to count it out to figure it out. No, like, my issue was not knowing if it was a Saturday or a Wednesday. My issue was knowing if it was a Wednesday or a Monday. I couldn't remember. Oh. Yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second release of the week. It's pretty obvious because it's an even it. number. I'm sorry. And you should be. Uh, wow. Anyways, that's coming out, so look for part eight on Wednesday. Uh, as always, we're releasing our normal Friday episodes, so go check those out. And uh, besides from that, you know, just listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple Podcast, other places, including YouTube, which is kind of nice because, like, we can see your support there. That means likes, subscriptions, comments. It's one of the only places you can do that. The only other one is at Beware the Board. It's the Twitter that's run by Bob. So that's kind of cool, because you can go yell at him. Tell him he's the worst co-host. You can also give him recommendations for stuff like movies, which I'm sure he appreciates. He just gives them to me. It's true. And also for, like, what magnifying glass he should buy <laughs> to enhance certain parts of his Shut life. Shut up! <laughs> he really needs it, so let him know. Oh, my God. These fucking outro bits are getting egregious. Only I'm going to understand that one. We didn't even talk about It's not going to be anywhere in the episode. Exactly. Oh, my God. Like Ben said, check us out on Twitter, at BewareTheBoard. It's where I post updates about the show, information about the show. Basically, if there's anything you need to know about the show, I post it on our Twitter. On Mondays, I post a spoiler post for that Friday's episode, which is basically a hidden movie cover that you can reveal to see what it is so you can watch the movie before we do. Then... On Fridays, or whenever an episode goes up, I post a link to the episode on our Twitter, so if you ever miss an upload or wonder when something went live, it's always on our Twitter. Last thing, check us out on TikTok and YouTube Shorts, at Beware the Board. It's where I post short-form content from the show. Basically, I go through and cut old outtakes from old episodes or scrub old episodes for new content and then put it in short-form content on TikTok and at YouTube Shorts. So if you're into short-form content and like that kind of thing, check us out at Beware the Board. Okay, <laughs> I think that's it. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.